What's up, guys? You're tuning into Loft Thoughts. This is episode two. I'm joined by my buddy JR. He has been doing a lot of traveling lately, and it's very interesting what he's been doing. Uh, I want to share with you guys some of his experiences and learn a little bit myself. Uh, He's been recently in Southeast Asia and Colombia, so we'll get a little bit of a glimpse into what that life is like, traveling, hostels, all that kind of stuff. We didn't do much of an intro when we were here. We just started talking because we haven't seen each other in a while. Um, So I just started recording. I usually don't edit too much. um, And we kind of just got right into the conversation. So uh, here you have it. I stood up from the couch and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that shit will put you on your fucking back. (laughs) Edibles? Because it's different now. It's like, sure, they give you the the levels, how many milligrams Mm. or whatever. But you just don't know. You don't know how accurate it is. Right, I mean... You also don't know how you're going to react to it. Like, the one he had was, was like, from Cali. Like, packaged gummy and shit. Yeah. But, like, I've had... I've picked up from... I don't know if I say the name because I'm recording, but... Right. uh, I've picked up from (laughs) someone around here, and they had, like, baked goods. And they were fucking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I was... On the, right where you are and I was watching fucking movie in the dark and I was just like holy shit dude it's a great put yourself experience. in a hole yeah I was actually uh, dude I've been talking about and I don't know if it's a realistic thing but I kind of want to do DMT yeah you should man did you ever do it fucking God's particle <laughs> no I've never done it but I, I've been intrigued as well I want to like work my way up have you ever done any any psychedelics? I have a buddy. His name's Evan. He doesn't care if I say his name. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm not even going to intro this because we yeah. just got, got into it. We're just, um, I'm here with my boy JR, by the way. JR Alonzo. Um, and we are talking about, about DMT. bullshit. DMT for now. Uh, go ahead. What were you saying? No, but anyway, yeah, my buddy Evan, he's a, he's a vet. He like does acid on the regular but he goes upstate for it he does it the right way mm. he he goes up into a house him and like a few good friends they'll rent out an airbnb like cabin type situation that's nice and they'll like they'll prep for the day the next day where they do it so they do it in the morning and they have all day to do it kind of trip i did acid one time i was with all my good friends there you go and i was at a uh, lake house in new jersey it was an unbelievable day, and it was, I think, the perfect way to do acid. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice, like, sunny day out. So, well, not well, too hot. What was your experience with it? Like? Dude, I just... So, we, I took it kind of early. Not, not like, 9 a.m., but I'd say it was probably, like, 11. I mean, it lasts yeah. pretty long. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, it was from a trusted source. I had taken the same one, so I knew... He was like, you're going to have a good experience with this. Um... So, I took it, we had a cold keg of beer, it was fucking like a perfect day outside, and uh, I just fucking put my sunglasses on, dude, I just sat back, and I just enjoyed, it was overwhelming enjoyment, like, euphoria. Yeah. Like, it, I could, yeah, it was pretty, that's pretty much it, it wasn't like, I wasn't too like bugged out. Do you see, like, I didn't really see, I didn't really see too much, um, when I... When I was, like, coming down off it, I wanted to lay inside for a little while because I was, like, not crashing. I wouldn't... It, it wasn't even really negative. Um, it just felt like... A lot. Okay, like, this is... 
this is almost over and I can like feel it like okay. not like almost like suppressing me like like alright I gotta go chill out for a minute and yeah. I went and like when I closed my eyes that's when it was like all weird shit and I was like okay I don't wanna close my eyes dude <laughs> all my demons are in there like fucking waiting for me and uh and that was it I, I w- it went away um I kinda like n- didn't really nap I ch- kinda just lay there with my eyes open and it was it was it was good. It was a really good experience. Um, the only thing, only one time, someone, my buddy was like fucking with me, which he shouldn't have. Like, don't right. do that. You know? <laughs> uh, and he took my sunglasses off, and it was like, <sighs> I was like, oh, oh shit, sensory overload. Yeah, and then it, uh, like I someone like someone else just like handed me another pair and I put them right on, uh, but I was like, you're a fucking asshole. Like you almost just ruined my day. You know, like, it, it, I felt like it could have switched pretty quick, like, to a bad experience. So, my buddy's latest trip, he, he said apparently when he takes acid, he just has the urge to cook. And he just gets super focused on just cooking meals. And then he was saying how they have, they had a, a giant speaker in the cabin, and he laid down on the floor right next to the speaker, and they were listening to, like, all types of different tracks, and he said... That's he nice. couldn't hear the music through his ears, but he like he could hear it through his body, <laughs> oh, which is like weird. a really weird description if you're sober. But I guess yeah. if you're if you've been under, yeah, if you're fucked up, it makes sense. I guess. Yeah. That that kind of rem- that reminds me more of like uh, like I've taken Molly, and oh, that shit. that I I felt I've like taken a, a good amount of it, and it was okay. like. We're, I was in a club in the city, and it was like, whew, I felt like I couldn't really hear, <laughs> but, I, but like I could feel the music in it, like and then hear it through. Yeah, feel yeah like, like hear it through, like I've like never, what a deaf person experiences. Right. I was I wasn't like scared of being that I was deaf though. I was like, I didn't. I knew I wasn't. I didn't actually lose my hearing. Right. But it was it was weird. Yeah. So the MDMA scene is still pretty heavy out here. Yeah, the problem is that it, it's like rare to get like pure stuff anymore. So you have, really have to have a trusted source. Because uh, okay. when 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 I took it, it was like kind of new, and the person that I got it from was the I didn't. They got it from like the source. To, they were like the second step. Uh, and then they would like break it down and then cut it for people. Right. Um, so then, when it was at that point, it was like still pretty, pretty much pure. So it was like, it was good. Now you it's being cut with what? Fucking rat poison. Anything, dude. People, it's like uh, the worst is like f- uh, uh, fentanyl. Oh yeah. It's just like don't. That's gonna kill you. So, um, yeah, because people don't really when, when people don't know what to expect from it. They get in like. You can be tricked with anything, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you if if it's someone that you don't, someone like a a drug dealer is like, oh, this person doesn't even know, know what it is. I'll just give them whatever. You fucking give them fucking bad salts. Like, they you, won't have, know. you have no idea because you yeah. don't know what you're supposed to be experiencing. Like I've 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 felt that I was like, oh, this this was this was the right shit. I don't know what this shit. Oh, you've is. experienced. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So but, you just uh, kind of just write it up. Yeah, it wasn't it's not that it wasn't that bad, but it definitely wasn't like good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just fucking 
you know what it was that really made me like push me to want to do it recently besides Joe Rogan talking about it all the time um, I was watching this show um, Chambers on Netflix I've seen that dude I fucking watched the whole season in one day. Oh, really? Is that good? Incredible. I always skip over it, but I see it on Netflix. Yeah, I... I uh, Highly recommend it. It was just not my type of show in general. Like, supernatural kind of stuff. But like, it turned into your show. Yeah, but I just couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. And, like, the girl the girl in it uh, was, was pretty captivating. It's the one with the organs, right? It's something to uh, do with... She donated an organ or something? She got a heart. Okay. And it's like, this girl, and she's like... She was fucked up. So right. it's like... Yo, they actually, I think I heard about that on Joe Rogan, not the series, but something about how scientists have discovered that your heart actually stores memories. That, I mean, I, where did it start with, like, the heart being, like, love? That's so weird. Is it because know. it pumps you, like, makes you live? Like, your baby. Okay, so I just had to kill a baby. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard that baby cry before, by the way. I know it's up there, but it's never cried. I thought you were about to say you've never heard that baby before, like, in this building. No, I've oh. heard I've heard of, of like, talk, like kind of talking, I guess, or whatever a baby does, um, but never crying. It's the fucking ball. It's right man. above me, too, so you'd think I would hear. Um, but we were talking about the heart. Heart, what is, why is the heart, like, the symbol of love? It's so weird. I never really thought about it. I'm sure there's, <laughs> there's multiple a, There's a whole reasons. story behind it, yeah. But, I mean, it is... So you're saying that they think that it's actually... You have stuff from your life in there, not just well, organs. Well, I, I, I think scientists have... They've ran studies, and people who have actually... Similar to the, to the plot line of Chambers. They've received hearts from deceased or whoever, and mm. they'll whether it be in their dreams or subconsciously throughout the day, like they'll remember or see things that they've never experienced before, but they're very vivid. That's um, weird. It's fucking weird, man. But the I've, more they the more they learn about the heart, they're, they're starting to discover there's neurons and, and things. That, my friend got um, I like um, retina transplants. Oh, okay. Okay, that's... Something like that. She like got it in like Colombia. So she has like Wait, a I got, part of... Really? Yeah. I got my eyes fixed. So they put in someone else's eyeballs or something? No, no, no. Fuck that, no. I got laser eye surgery. No, this girl got like New eyes? New like not whole eyeballs, but like they put in something from someone else. Okay, that's trippy. That's weird, right? I always like fuck with her and now I'm like, you definitely see other shit. (laughs) You see shit that someone else saw. That Colombian has seen in the past. Yeah. That's no, so weird, I didn't right? get mine replaced. I got I, laser I, I need LASIK though for sure. Yo, head on to Bogota, bro. Shit, bro. Nine hundred bucks. Like I can barely read that one way so Really? No, Do you I'm wear glasses? Just, oh, that's... I have I have glasses, but I only usually wear them when I drive. Contacts to you. I I can't. I'm, I have trouble with that like schedule. I feel like. Like getting up every day and putting in contacts. You know, like I mean, I'm just up, another thing. It ends right? up being like brushing your teeth, like one yeah. extra step. Um, the only reason I say that is because if if you could do contacts, you could do laser eye surgery. Because they're, you're awake for it, and they're cutting your eye. I would rather. I think I would rather just have them just go in there and fix it. And I mean, it, the procedure takes less than ten minutes. Right. It yeah. was. It was literally life changing. 
who does it here? Who's the big doctor? Uh, it's always has commercials. Yes, I know exactly what you're it's talking like about. Some Jewish name, I'm sure. Yeah. Jacoby. No. It's a law firm. Something um, like that, yeah. But, but it's uh, expensive here, bro. I can imagine. It's like five grand. It, and what, what? where does that come in to? Like, it doesn't cost them that much money just because they're, they took so long to experience and know how to do it. So you have to pay a premium because of their 20 years being in school for being a doctor? Uh, I guess it's a mixture of things. They're dealing with um, the machinery, the technology, mm. and then just the fact that you're here in, in New York, you're paying a little bit of their overhead. You know? Right. Um, Dentistry is crazy expensive. Yeah, the, the difference there is LASIK isn't covered under insurance. So you got, you're going out of pocket. Yeah, I, I've... I fucking, I did a, I had some work done this year for my teeth, and it was fucking very annoying, um, and it very, I had to, I actually did it, like, a good time, so it was, like, the end of the, end of last year, so then, like, all my insurance ran out, and they were like, oh, it's in, like, two weeks, you get, like, the whole thing where you, fresh for the year, it was, like, January starts fresh, I was like, oh, perfect, but, uh, but, yeah, insurance. So you saw the bill, and you were like. Jesus. Yeah, dude. I was like, fuck, thank God. The insurance covers like 85% of it or some shit. Would you get like a root canal or something? I actually, I had like, um, I had a cap here. Um, uh, and then just like little cavities. Like, that I just, I haven't gone, I didn't go to the dentist for a long time. Right. So like, you know, I brush my teeth every day, but it's just shit that when you, when you go to the dentist, they just take care of. Right. Um. But I, I never, ha- I always had bad teeth, like, I, like my mom's side of the family, like, all had bad teeth. My dad is like, never had a fucking cavity, I want to smack him. Growing up, I was the same way, bro. Yeah. yeah. Bad teeth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I remember, like, having those fucking silver fillings. They're fucking, they're so ugly. <laughs> I'm so glad they don't do that anymore. Um, oh, they man. definitely still do it. Do they? Like, the black. Oh, they don't do fillings. it at my dentist, though. No, I mean they do them. They're they're significantly cheaper. That's for sure. I think they're like really bad for you. They are. Yeah. <laughs> like having metal in your mouth. Yeah, for sure. That shit goes your brain. Yeah, yeah. I was even looking like you the way your electricity works through your body. Like it's not good for and and your teeth. Like one to to be honest, the one thing I like, didn't even know about or think about the reason why I like buckled down about going to the dentist is like someone told me this story that it's not even, I don't know why I'm laughing it's not fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> that like they had a, someone had like someone they knew had a bad tooth infection and it fucking like went right to their heart oh, and like fucked terrible. up their heart cause it's like it's your your teeth like your whatever it goes like Direct line to your heart. It's all connected. Yeah, so I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know if I got anything going on in there. I gotta fix it. Yeah, Imagine that. Man. Like, I'm going through all this shit, getting healthy, losing weight, and then, like, I die from a toothache. Death by toothache. <laughs> Such <laughs> bullshit, dude. Yeah, that would fucking suck. I don't wanna. No, I wanna die doing something cool, I feel like. Or just old, like. Like DMT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so tell everyone uh, a little bit about, I guess, an introduction to what, what made you 
go on this on this adventure and where you went and all that kind of shit because it's very interesting and um, I was following you pretty pretty uh, closely while you were away. Paul. Yeah, so for your audience, my name is Jules and I uh, I recently went on a ten month tour around Southeast Asia. I, I did about ten countries in ten months. Um, I don't think there's enough adjectives to describe how amazing and, and life-changing it was without being, like, super cliche, but I think especially now with social media, how travel's been pretty much glamorized. Um, right. I'm, like, kind of super happy to be able to kind of give you both because there's definitely moments where it's not glamorous at all. You know, you're taking fucking overnight trains, you're sleeping with fucking eight dirt bags, mm. <laughs> and it, it, there's definitely parts of it that is very uncomfortable um although social media doesn't portray it that way no um, of course but all in all i mean traveling is if anybody is able to do it uh definitely do it but i started getting into traveling because i really hated my my job in the city straight out of college i was working for corporate media companies and i just fucking every day was like the grind you know the, that new york hustle grind which is great you know if, if, if that if that suits you and that that fits your lifestyle it wasn't for me um so i quickly left that and i did a i lived in colombia for seven months and that was like kind of like an eye-opening experience for me to like okay i can actually go abroad and kind of kind of live abroad survive work and adapt and that was kind of like the beta and i was teaching english out there and i quickly realized that i, I just don't like being in one place for too long I get restless. I'm super restless. Mm. Um, so I went back home, back to New York, reassessed, um, found an online teaching job, and then that was like the cheat code. Once I got an on, once I got a job that I was allowed and and able to kind of work anywhere that had Wi-Fi, that was it. That's pretty cool, yeah. And so I I kind of built my my uh, profile on my online teaching. Um, I worked for a company called VIP Kid. So basically after every class, parents had the ability to kind of give feedback. And so the more, the better feedback you have, the more parents uh, sign up for your classes, the more like ability you have. So I was able to kind of, in a few months, build my portfolio, build my profile on that platform where I was constantly getting students signing up for my classes. So is it like, do they tune in and you just do like a lecture or you no 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 it's it's schedule based so I go onto the database and it has uh, timestamps so it's like okay every morning at six a.m. turn on that timestamp seven a, seven a.m. turn on that timestamp and then you kind of have to wait to see if students parents you know sign up so I kind of got to the point where I was getting enough positive feedback where every time I open up a slot I'd get somebody signed up. And then all my classes, all my days were full. That's awesome. Um, and by days, I mean like I'm only working three, four hours every morning. Incredible. Yeah. So then once I kind of got that down, I was like, all right, like I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So I planned this 10-month tour around Southeast Asia with a girlfriend at the time. Mm. Um, and so just kind of running off the list of countries, it was Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, Philippines, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Singapore, 
or maybe it was nine countries. <laughs> it was nine countries, but um, I went back to Thailand and Malaysia as well. Gotcha. Um, I started my trip in Thailand and I stayed there for two months. Um, I got heavily into Muay Thai, so being in Thailand and training with the Thais was like right. dream come true right there. And you were you were always you were into fitness. You were always working. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I played sports my whole life and being active was is always been something that brought me a lot of joy which is what kind of why I think you know working in the city long hour days was also getting to me there wasn't enough hours in the day to, to fit in things that I wanted to do like sure. moving around running punching kicking doing whatever right um, so what's also great about teaching online was, was the amount of hours that it opened up to do shit that I liked. You know, my days consisted of waking up, um, eating great food, exploring the city during the day, going to Muay Thai, and then I knew the hours of like, I don't know, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. I would teach because I was in that time zone. And it was perfect. You know, gotcha. an evening, an evening gap where I knew, okay, I had to just sit here, work. And then once... I was done with my classes, you know, there'd be nightlife and after hours and I could just sleep in the next day. It was, it was literally the epitome of a, of a work-life balance, which I yeah, loved. that's awesome. Um, which, I, which I'm super fortunate of. Um, so yeah, I spent two months in Thailand and I kind of went all over. I was in Bangkok, I went down to um, Krabi and then from Krabi you kind of bounce around to some of the islands like Koh Phi Phi. And so when... When you're planning this trip, how, how do you set up like where you're gonna stay? Man, the internet makes it so easy. Anyone that tells you like, oh man, yeah, like I want to travel, but man, I'm scared. Like, what if I get lost, or what if I don't know? Like, wh where do I figure out where am I gonna go? Man, you have everything on your fucking iPhone these days. Right. Yeah. The same way you you navigate around here is the same way you navigate over <clears> there. <throat> you can cache Google Maps on your phone before you leave your hostel, and you'll never get lost that way. Right. You know, you have the whole map there. Um, I live by Hostel World. Hostel World, you can filter hostels all across Southeast Asia and all over the world based on ratings and reviews. Mm. And obviously you don't stay in the shitty ones and you don't stay at the ones where people are like, oh, there's fucking bed bugs here and I stayed here last week. Like, yeah. you know, you just do a little bit of research and put a little bit of effort into figuring out where you want to stay. Obviously, right. um, cost is is a factor as well sure um but man yeah everything is so easy now there yeah. there there are some friends who i have who they used to rely on lonely planet like the actual tangible book with pages oh my gosh. it's like <laughs> i don't know what is that? i don't even know what books are right like i don't know how they did it it's so easy now to to navigate and travel and find yeah. Places to stay, places to eat, um, even now have homestays where you can kind of have a barter system where you work, you work behind the desk and you get free accommodation. Like there's so many different ways to do it. Right. Um, just gotta do it. Just gotta do it. Yeah. If you if you really want to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's. I've I haven't. I haven't. Yet, and I don't know if it's just not. Um, happened to me yet but I don't I don't have that bug to want to or need to travel like yeah that. you know it's I, I'm very very comfortable I definitely like I definitely like to uh, 
be able to talk about the, the place I have been. I think it's cool. Um, and I, But I think it, that's part of just being very internet heavy and it's almost like um, being spoiled by the thought of like which is stupid because when you when you actually experience it it's obviously completely different right but being able to see all this shit so so easily through through the internet it's like it's uh, do, I even, do I even have to fucking go like, <laughs> you know but uh, obviously right. you know once you're once you're there but you get into that I get into that mode where I'm like I'm comfortable. But. No, man, there's definitely validity in that. I mean, it, it's extremely saturated, especially with Instagram. Mm. You know, there's constant. I mean, how many photos have you seen with, you know, that that Instagram model on the beach? Yeah. Hashtag Bali. They always going to Dubai. I mean, I've never been to Dubai, but yeah, Dubai is crazy. What? But I've, I see like all those. I think I think they go there and like fuck like sheiks and shit. There's definitely Princes. that. There's definitely that. They order them. That's cool. I'll get. I'll take an order. I'll be ordered. Yeah, if I was a girl. girl. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, th- I think about that all the time. I'll be <laughs> such a whore. <laughs> for, for There's sure. just so many ways that you can just make money if you're. Oh my god! Yeah. If yeah. You have, if I, would you have be, I would be super slutty too. A hot body. Right. Like okay, I'll give you an example. And I've spoken about this with numerous girls and I've gotten different responses with girls being appalled and then the complete other side with girls are like contemplating doing it but there's a dark in the dark web there's a group of individuals who will pay for mm-hmm. things like pee dirty, dirty socks underwear, yeah. dirty unused underwear it's scrunchies and it's like yo if you're struggling to make rent and somebody wants to throw you a stack for some fucking... Yeah, I, I was, like, somewhat... I, I wouldn't even call it dating, like, fucking this girl for a little while. And she was like, this... She was like, someone wants to pay me for pictures of my feet. Yep. And I was like, okay. That's a no-brainer. I was like, how much? Like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll fucking take the pictures. Yeah, right? I, that's that, like... I don't know, that's weird. I, I don't, but I don't know if it was, like, if it was my girlfriend, like, that I actually liked, like, loved, I guess, then I might feel different about it. Why, though? I don't know. I, I think the feet, I, definitely, like, the whole body would be a no-no. That's the, different. The feet, I don't know. I don't think I would, I'd like to think that I wouldn't care, or I would encourage it almost. Right. But I'm also a fucking psychopath, so. <laughs> I'm... T- Man, it it also depends. I mean, how much everyone has a problem. How much right? like, yeah. Yeah, you're talking? You mad now? But if he's throwing you a couple stacks, yeah, you're like splitting in that. We were talking. I was talking to Feder last time on the episode. And he was talking about something gross. Like someone was saying, "Oh, how much would it would you? How much would it cost you to do whatever? Like something gross." And and he was like, four hundred dollars." Like. It's, it's like, let's be honest, don't say $100,000. Someone has $400 cash, I'm going to do it. Interesting. And it's like, I guess it depends what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was talking about like eating a fat girl's butt or some shit. But, uh, oh, wow. anyway, back that's, to... That's heavy. <laughs> back to, <laughs> back to, uh, to good stuff. Not eating fat girl's butts. Um, you have... Depends who you're talking to. 
be good. <laughs> you so you have work with the 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 kids still the online stuff. Did you pick up any other like work while you're there? Were you working just? No, man. Um, despite this being like a really huge trip and extremely life changing, it was also kind of like a trial run mm. to see if I could actually do it financially. Um, and I can tell you off the bat, I was making anywhere from nine hundred to around eleven, twelve hundred a month, and. Let's put it this way, I wasn't I wasn't falling out, but I wasn't missing any meals. Right. So that was like that made me feel really great about not only having this trip be super successful, but potentially it turning into a lifestyle. Now that I'm back home, you know, I'm I'm been contemplating my next move and with Colombia I left ready. That last month I was in I was in Bogota, I was like I was counting down the days. With, to get home or just yeah. to leave there? Uh, both. Okay. To leave there and to just come home. Like, I was ready. Sure. I did what I needed to do in, in those seven months. Um, I think a lot of it contributed to the fact that, you know, I, I lived and worked in <clears throat> Bogota. So, I had so much time in one place. Right. The longest I stayed in, in one place in Asia was two months. Um, so... With Asia, after the 10 months, the day I was, I had my flight home, I almost didn't go to the airport. Like, I really did not want to leave. I wanted my next flight to not be JFK. I wanted it to be the next Southeast Asian country. Um, And so I think that feeling has motivated me to try and, you know, now that I'm home, continue working and make my way back over there and maybe just keep doing that until it feels right but there's so many different variables but for me it, it made me really happy being over there right it was work-life balance i love meeting people and i met a gang of people how many chicks do you fuck <sighs> too many i mean I <laughs> <laughs> remember before i was saying I, I love swedish people yes i love swedish girls because okay. if you think about it swedish there's not a lot of diversity in sweden no, they're like blonde hair, blue blonde eyes. Blonde hair, blue eyes, and very yeah. fair skin. So when they go to a place like Indonesia or Bali, and they see a tan guy, and then all of a sudden he starts speaking perfect English, their eyes just naturally light and up. Pussies too. <laughs> yeah, it starts flickering. Start fluttering <laughs> like a butterfly. So I, I had, I had my, I definitely had my fair share of. Of like week, <laughs> weekly or bi-weekly girlfriends from places like Germany and Switzerland and Sweden and it's so fun. It's like not what I would expect. I was thinking you're gonna be with Asian women. It's interesting. I'm not really that into Asian girls. I think it was the fact maybe you know growing up in Floral Park or yeah. just like my upbringing. Yeah, we we actually I was just talking about last episode that it was very like very white around yeah. here. For your viewers, I'm I'm Filipino, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually just gonna say. So both my parents are from the Philippines. Uh, I'm first generation American, and you know, grew up here in the in the great town of Floral Park. Um, Very diverse. But I, yeah, I think I don't know. Maybe my upbringing has 
you know, maybe steered me away or, or the lack of interaction with a lot of, of Asian yeah. uh, people in general. Um, they've just never been my first, like, go-to. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, nonetheless, I've met a lot of people. That's the great thing about staying in hostels. And it's not for everybody, you know. Everyone who, who kind of goes away, they think, yeah, I'm going to stay in a hotel where I have the comfort of my own room, and that's great. Right. Uh, I, I definitely did that as well. Um, but the one thing that's great about hostels is the way hostels are built is there's a commune area where you're, you're kind of forced to interact right. with yeah. people. I, I stayed in hostels in, in, when I went to Colombia. Okay, yeah, so you so know. We and then like met people and yeah. eat dinner with people kind of like... The downside is, you know, you have to kind of sometimes sleep in a in a dorm-like setting with six, seven, eight other people. Yeah. Um, but if it's a nice dorm, you know, I've started to gravitate towards dorms that have the capsule beds. Mm. Those are fucking mint. It's good for jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely good for privacy. Yeah. And also fucking as well, man. Oh, yeah. That There's you, definitely a lot of that going on. Jerk off with a person's body instead of your hand. Yeah, or someone else's hand. Oh yeah, <laughs> that works too. In their hand, inside your hand, if they're sleeping. Levels, levels in of when, when they're sleeping, that's how you got to. Do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty cool. Do you, did you have a favorite, like, obviously a favorite place, but like a favorite uh, person that you met there? So I started off traveling with a girlfriend, and that it didn't it didn't work out. Barely three to four months in, um, but I will say she was my favorite person to travel with. Aww. Yeah, That's so tears, cute. tears. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're still very you know we're still good friends and sure. Just it's hard. I think about living with someone. I think it's even hard traveling with someone. There's so much going on, and there's so many things that come up that go wrong, missed flights. Dude, at the end of the trip, no matter who I'm with, I don't want anything to do with them. It's very difficult, man. And if you don't have strong communication, or if you don't set boundaries, or if you are the type of person that doesn't express that they maybe need some alone time, or time to just kind of be apart, that's really difficult when you're traveling because what are you going to like hey I'm just going to stay in this different hostel tonight even though we're traveling together like yeah yeah, that's that doesn't weird. work you know? right yeah that's, you don't have your like own place you're going everywhere something like that definitely needs to be established beforehand and right you know yeah, that so just comes with experience weird journey to uh, to do with someone that's and I would choose I would assume she's somewhat new at the time when you started traveling no Oh. I, we had been dating for, I think, like a year and a half. Oh, or, shit. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, well, is, I mean, I guess the sum is, is new, but yeah. for me, I oh, mean, yeah. a year and a half is like... Yeah, no, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we grew up together. You Do you know, do you know her? I don't, I don't know. No? Maybe pause it. I don't want to say her name. Okay. So we're back. Um, yeah, I don't recognize her, but maybe... It's uh, all good. Um, but yeah... Um, Somehow we got into a conversation about, um, which is not, I don't want to make it seem like you were saying this about her. No, no, it's completely different, but we, um, we got onto the about topic. About the girl calling you daddy, and that's, 
I think it's very dependent on the person. Like you or the no the, on on them. Yeah, because I just immediately immediately think that they have daddy issues. issues, which is like, I hope they do. <laughs> because no, <laughs> just think about it: if they have a healthy relationship with their father, right. and you're there calling me daddy, okay, it's I weird. See, I see where you're going. If it's like, oh, well, I, my dad was never in my life. It's like, okay, well, you're calling me daddy because you don't know what daddy even means, really. Okay. That's what that. That's what this means. Or to you're you. trying to get saved. It's not like what daddy means to me when I think of my dad, or my how someone else okay. thinks of there. I like the way you thought about that deeply. This definitely isn't the first time you've had this conversation. <laughs> no, because that was a very detailed yeah. answer. Yeah, because this is true. It's like, and you've you know, definitely so, had a someone could daddy. say it, and you could be like. Weird, yeah. or someone can say to me like, "Oh, well, I know how you meant that because I know your relationship or lack thereof with your father, and it's more. Right. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. And then sometimes maybe it just has no substance, and it's just like dirty talk, and maybe it's right. just like what she thinks. Do you want to hear? Yeah, yeah. Which I'll is take, also I always take Poppy over Daddy though. Poppy, that yeah, Poppy. See, see, because to me, Poppy doesn't have anything to do with the father. Tea time. I know you're very into Latin women. Yes. Hispanic culture. I, I too. It's my kryptonite. Yes. I, all my previous girlfriends are of some form of Latin descent. Mm. I'm giving up Latin women for 2019. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Shit. I have to, man. I have to. I'm giving up. What, what was the, what was the straw that I think I just him? need to change, man. Every time I, Every time I'm with a Latin woman, it's fucking great for obvious reasons. Yes. They're just crazy, man. Yeah, and you know what? It's like... And maybe they just don't mesh. Maybe I... I shouldn't phrase right, it that way. Just, maybe I just don't mesh with... Right. No, I, I agree. And, that, and there's... It's been... Um, Latin women are fucking a very, cursing right now. A very similar situation for me. I, I haven't given up on it, though. But... I respect it. Um... Yeah, I don't know. We we've talked about I've talked about this before. I don't know what it is, but it just it it is something. Um, but back to the yeah, it's like the dad. The dad is weird. <laughs> now it's kind of weirding me out. But I like I said, because Poppy to me doesn't have anything to do with a father. Like right, you well, know that's just that. hot. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, the Spanish chick's calling you Poppy. I mean. Because it, it's like, yeah, <laughs> gets me going. Um, and it's, it, it's so like, nor, it's more of like a normal, normal word used, I feel like. For sure. It's less like taboo, kind of. To, yeah, 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 for like, sure. You know, like, you, like someone's mom can say it to like a son. Like, you know, it's like many more uses to it. You'll definitely hear a lot of poppies in Jackson Heights. Yeah. all around. <laughs> As you're walking those, those streets. Oh my god, dude. Um, so, w- w- would you say that 90% of the people that you interacted with were from where you were while you were traveling? It really depend. It, it, it would depend on where I was. So, for example, one of my favorite spots was uh, this town called Changu, mm. which is in Bali, which is in Indonesia. Um... And it, actually, it was, it's one of my favorite places to the point where I would move there right now if I could. Wow. Um, it's a beach town, and it's everything's at arm's length. 
Mm. Everything is 10, 15 minutes away by scooter. Scooters are awesome. We'll get into that as well. The fucking scooters. They are the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it had everything. It had the beach. It had amazing restaurants. It had a nightlife. It had a chill life. It had Muay Thai. It had everything that I personally needed mm. um, at arm's length. So it was a one-stop shop for everything for me. That's um, awesome. I loved it, yeah. Um, however, sure, there's a lot of locals. Uh, a lot of them are obviously working as, as, you know, they have businesses, restaurants, taxi drivers. Um, Cookers. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot in Chengdu, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, One or two. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they're around. Um, but Bali in general has just been taken over by a lot of foreigners and a mm. lot of people, you know, when you'll meet different travelers, they're annoyed by that. I don't mind it, man. I really like meeting people from all different places around the world. And I've, I've, I've met some really cool people who I still keep in contact today and still reach out and hit up. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Now, do you have the, the problem that I have? Um, what is your problem? Uh, people have said that I'm I'm almost like chameleon like, um, so if I if I spend enough, very in very little amount of time, um, I I grab onto things from people like and and use their their um, accents, language, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, mannerisms. It's yeah. like I I kind of melt into whatever I'm in situation I'm in. I am very easy. much so like that as well. Okay. Yes. I become a product of my environment. Yeah. And it's it's been the best... All right. So I've said this before. The best thing about traveling for me was that I could blend in and people think I'm local. Yeah. The worst thing about traveling for me is that people think I'm local. Mm. So it's like a gift and a curse. You know, I don't get fucked with. Um, there are times where police have even waved me on because they're, they're flagging down foreigners who they know don't have international licenses and they'll, they'll see me and they'll just kind of wave mm. me on thinking that I'm local. But then there'll be times where people will come up to me and just start speaking a language and they'll have like, they'll go on and on about whatever and I don't want to interrupt them. So I just kind of let them speak. And then once they're yeah. done, I'm just like, look, I'm sorry. I, I only speak English. <laughs> And they're usually cool about it, you know, yeah. but I think, yeah, you, you try your best to adapt to the whatever culture you're, you're going in out of respect. Right. You don't want to go into Thailand and just assume that everyone should know English and try to order something. Like I learned a good amount of Thai um, just out of respect. But now people think I'm Thai and they want to have a conversation with me and then they get upset that I don't know. Yeah. It's like I said maybe a few words that were on point with the accent and everything as best as I could. And then it can kind of backfire like, what yeah, the fuck, dude? that happens to me with Spanish a lot. Yeah. I, like, I, I've picked up a, a good amount of Spanish, but it's, it's really when, like, it just, like, if someone doesn't, if someone thinks that I just speak Spanish fluently and they try to talk to me in Spanish, then I don't understand. If they know that I kind of understand it, so they make it a lot easier for me to understand. Mm -hmm. um, but <clears throat> yeah, definitely being around like you know the guy, the guys that worked for for my company have always been Spanish, and 
like oh, that's right. when you work every day with with people pick it up yeah you pick it up and it's like even the way to to say things is like I've I've had short conversations with people and then they're like oh where like where are you from yeah yeah and I'm like oh I'm just I'm Irish <laughs> you well, know because it's just the way like I didn't learn Spanish out of a textbook I right. learned it from being on a construction conversation yeah so it's like it, it, the way the way that I even just say like como tamo primo like they're like this guy's not this not a regular white guy right. you know which is cool. Actually, one of the one of the best compliments I think I've ever gotten in my life um, was from my buddy Trey, who you know, his friend, this black girl, and she was like, "Oh, he 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 ain't a regular white boy." I was like, "Thanks." You basically <laughs> you basically got invited to the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got I got like a whole pass. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, I don't know what I didn't even talk. She just looked at me. I don't, I don't remember having on like a do rag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would have went. No, that would have been well. that would have been awkward. Yeah. Um, although I, sometimes I do wear a do rag. When that for when what my, you trying to get waves or something? When my hair was longer, if I sometimes if I, if I showered at night and I didn't feel like showering in the morning, it kept my hair like straight back. Is that the point of a do rag? I never I've never looked I think into do rag is for for waves for black guys. To maintain it. To maintain it, like okay. get, keep it uh, tight, um, and braids to keep braids tight. Interesting. Um, and but it kind of did the same thing for my long hair because if I if I went to sleep with without doing anything, I'd wake up and my fucking hair was a frizzy frizzy mop. Huh. Um, so if I I put a little conditioner in and tied it direct tight, I would wake up and my hair would be closer to yours now. It's like nice nicely slick. Um, and then I didn't have to fucking take another shower in the morning if I didn't feel like it. Um, Speaking of showers, yeah, uh, hostels are, are open. Have you, how were the bathrooms there? Again, man, it depends on where you stay, and Hostel World will help you with that dilemma uh, because they give you. I mean, if the hostels a good hostel, they'll provide all types of photos showing their facilities and stuff. Um, it's a shitty one. They probably like, just show one picture. Yeah, I mean, I've don't look in, at our bathrooms, please. Yeah, just like one little corner photo <laughs> with like maybe a candle. <laughs> it's a tile. It's like dark, it's just a candle. I've definitely stayed in some hostels where the the bathrooms real cramped. You have the fucking like these are the worst. I, I hate them, but sometimes they're inevitable. You have to stay there. It'll be just like picture a regular bathroom mm. with a toilet, maybe even similar to yours, but then they just have like a random shower head from the top. From, not directly over the toilet, but like on the wall to the side. It's like is that an, like an Asian head. thing? Because I think I've I've seen something like that. Uh, I think so. I think it's just like, from the barstool guy Donnie. Mm-hmm. He's Don, he, he lives in China. Okay. Or somewhat sometimes did, um, and it was like Donnie does whatever, and uh, one of the hotels that he stayed in, it was like. He was shitting. The sink was right in front of him, and then there was a shower head. Yeah, I mean it's just lack, just just lack of space, lack of infrastructure. But then I've stayed in somewhere, like these are the best when the hostels have like one side, is just all toilets, and then a whole other side is just showers. Mm. The best hostel I've stayed at, 
is called Lub D. If any of your fucking audience uh, members are listening and they want to travel to Southeast Asia, they're all over, thankfully. It's like a five-star hostel hotel experience for like, I paid like seven bucks a night. But it had a fucking full-size pool. The bedrooms were like, you could do yoga in the center of the room. That's how big it was. Mm. That's fucking rare. Um, The bathrooms, they had an island where it was the sink. And then just like I described, on one side it was toilets. On the other side it was really nice showers. And then they even had washer and dryer for you. Nice. They had a bar. They had... uh, a spot, uh, like a restaurant attached to the hostel that you could dope. eat. It had everything. Bar. I feel like bar, clean. I mean, a bar is major. Yeah, so you'll see also too on Hostel World, um, hostels will identify if they're a party hostel. That's awesome. Yeah, so... I like to party. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you don't want to, right? Like, oh, you can't yeah, be yeah. partying for 10 months straight. Facts. So, the yeah. fact that a hostel will be like, okay, we're a party hostel, you know what to expect. You're not going to go there if you're a fucking hermit and you want to get some sleep. Right, yeah. Um, but Love D Hostel, L U B space D. Love D. Love D. Bro, it is. They have them in Thailand, they have them in Cambodia, Philippines, they have them all over, and it's honestly cleanliness, modern, everything, man. That's awesome. The aesthetic. It, it's, it's like not what you think about when you think of hostel. No, it's definitely not. And honestly, I think that movie fucked it up for a lot of people the who movie were like. Hostel? Yeah, dude. I don't think I never saw it actually. You should. It's you should watch it. <laughs> so it's scary. Like, yeah, dude, it was heavy. Uh, see, I'm not. I don't really like scary movies. I already have enough trouble with my fucking dreams. I don't need really? to uh, add. I mean, you watch Chambers. That was. Yeah, it actually, believe. I I didn't think I thought that was gonna fuck me up because, like, it has like those like weird masks at, all, at some points, and like I don't do well with those, but. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just put on a, uh, I think I just put on like Chris Delia podcast after, and then mm. like I sleep with a podcast on usually. Maybe that's why you, you have trouble. Do you have trouble sleeping now? No, I don't have trouble sleeping when I don't have anything playing. If I like try to just sleep in silence, background noise. then I have like a very I have very vivid and annoying dreams. Interesting. I fucking usually never about have dreams. Usually. Like and I see a, like a lot of like my ex girlfriend in my dreams when I when it's like silent sleep and it's fucking really annoying like I don't want that is annoying it's so annoying and uh, then I I also like I'll if I wake up and it's like I usually wake up at like on a day that I I, I don't like not getting up super early for the gym like on like today I woke up at like seven. And have to be at work till ten, <clears throat> so I like go back to sleep, kind of, not full back to sleep, but in that sleep, I know that I'm dreaming, and I'm like, I like go into back into the dream, like go into a dream. It's fucking weird. I like, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna close my eyes, or like, I don't say this out loud, right, obviously. I like go, I like close my eyes, and I'm like, almost sleeping. But I'm start. I like start dreaming. I like almost start dreaming before I'm even sleeping again. Oh, like a little bit of uh, sleep paralysis. Maybe, yeah. It's it's very weird, and and I can, I can continue, purposely continue a dream that I was having. Oh, that's actually kind of dope. It's fucking weird. <laughs> oh, 
but sometimes I'm like, I oh, fuck now. I don't want to go back to sleep because I don't want to. I can't not do it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't like switch the dream. Like if I go back to sleep, I'm gonna continue thinking whatever I was thinking. So that's when I usually like turn on something funny or something. Yeah. Um, I, I have weird dreaming is weird with I have. That that's one thing that. I can I can honestly say that a lot of people like there's validity in the struggle of sleep when it comes to sleep mm. traveling if you're not comfortable sleeping in a room with other people or if you are a light sleeper yeah that could be an issue my my issue that I know I would have especially um, I'm assuming it was hotter weather there yeah but everybody has AC oh okay yeah I was gonna but say. that fucking annoys me as well because I if I can't sleep if I'm hot right like, if I'm sweating, I'm not happy. I want to write a hostile etiquette book because you, you meet some people who just you want to smack them upside the head. I bet I, I meet people like that, and I'm not even traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Through my experience, I you'll you'll be sleeping in a dorm, and someone will just feel the need to turn off the AC. And it's like, dude, there's se- there's seven other people here. Big, that would be that and, would be a, a immediate fight. And you don't even have fucking pants on. Like, let's start there. <laughs> First, let's start there. Put pants. If you're on. cold, you can layer up. That's what I always say. Exactly. There's nothing I can do if I'm hot, except turn the AC on. Like, there's only a certain amount of clothes you can take off. Exactly. But some people, they just, I don't know, man. They. There's just a lack of awareness, lack of empathy. Yeah, selfish, selfishness. Yeah. Just dumb. But yeah, there, that that among other things, you know, there's just definitely some unwritten do's and don'ts that need to be fucking written. Sure. I can imagine it probably wouldn't be a good idea to try to look for like drugs there. Uh, it's actually pretty easy, man. Is honestly. it? Yeah. Um, so, one of the more I guess you used to say, like, there are definitely significant moments throughout my trip where I kind of had to take a step back and think, like, am I in a fucking movie right now? <laughs> like, there was a situation where I was like, how the fuck did I get here yeah. in life? <laughs> I've been there, like, brother. So I was staying in a, in a town called Wahin, which is three hours from Bangkok. And I, I stayed in this this town specifically because there was a, a notable Muay Thai gym there. Mm. And I was staying in a hotel that was linked with the gym. Um, I stayed there for two weeks. So the days were pretty intense. It was waking up every day and having two hour sessions of Muay Thai mm. every day. And you're in there with people who, I mean, I, I'm just a, a hobbyist. Mm-hmm. I love Muay Thai, but I was training with people who were either pre- preparing for fights in Wahin or they were preparing for fights back in their home country. Um, real killers. Yeah, so the sessions were yeah, the, the the sessions were grueling, but it was great. But me being me, you know, I, I like to work and play. So there was one night where we were all out to dinner and there were there were two trainers who who came out and they don't speak the best English. Sometimes not at all. It's like whenever they feel like it. Mm. 
but I kind of signaled to them, and I was like, yeah, we do. Do you know so what we can get? Yeah, he's doing, but like... I was just like kind of putting my, you know, people can't see this, but yeah, you know, the smoke signals. You know? Yeah, and they were like, oh yeah, chai, chai, like chai means yes, and and oh. like chai, chai. I thought you were gonna say chai like was weed. No, no, chai, chai means yes, and and Thai and and Thai. So like chai, chai cup, chai. So but they were like, oh, but we need to to go to go get it. So they were like doing this. Assembling a scooter. Yeah, so I, I had my scooter, they had their scooter, there was two of them. They're like, okay, you have to follow. I was like, alright. So I'm now following these guys through this town of Wahin and it's it's not like Bangkok at all. It's not a city. It's mm. very much so like the sticks, as sure. you would call. So we're going down dirt roads, we're going down like these little alleyways, and like we're ten minutes in now and I'm thinking like, alright, where the fuck are we? Like Yeah. And then they park. They pull to the side. We park our, our our scooters, and they start taking me down this 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 new path now. And walking. Yeah, we're walking now. It's dark. It's late. And we we end up reaching this little hut, and so there's like dirt floors. There's a mattress in the corner, and then it's, it's kind of like this size. And there's already like four or five other ties in there, mm. and they're all just like. I think they're like smoking cigarettes or whatever they're smoking and there's like a little table, wooden table kind of like this and I see two clear bags of uh, like crystals and I knew that there was a, kind of, yeah I guess you would say like kind of like a drug problem there with uh, synthetic meth mm. in Thailand, it's, I think they call it Jabba. So in my head I'm like, oh fuck did these I guys think, I think that I want to smoke fucking Jabba. And I think you would like just have to do it if I... No, I would have definitely been like, oh, no. no. <laughs> but it was one of those moments where I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah. Like, I am in Thailand. It's also extremely criminalized there uh, to the point where you spend, like, almost a life sentence with, with any type of drugs. Mm. And, you know, even countries like Indonesia, the penalty for, for weed is hanging. They <sighs> fucking hang you. You know, um, so bizarre, dude. So then, one of the trainers he reaches under the table and he pulls out this makeshift bamboo bong, and then out of his pocket, he had the weed. He had the weed the whole time. He just needed, a, uh, oh, he just shit. needed something to smoke it out of. So he packed the bo- uh, the bong and he he gave it to me. He tried to pack it again. I was like, dude, I'm already fucking ripped. Like I yeah. gotta ride the scooter home. Also, I didn't want to smoke with you. I just wanted, to, <laughs> I just wanted some weed, man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but yeah, it was one of those moments where it was like, oh, like this is fucking heavy. You know. That's crazy. Yeah, all in all, drugs there are, they're heavily criminalized, but it's easy to get. And it's not like, besides like, you know, drugs, you could go to a pharmacy and get anything that you would need a prescription here for, just over the counter. Yeah, you just kind of tell them like, you know, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I need, do you have something like this? And they'll give you whatever it is that you need without a prescription as long as you have the money to pay for it. It's just, I can imagine that we're, we're, I feel like we're kind of unique here in the abuse of pharmaceutical drugs. Well, yeah, I mean, it all goes back to money, right? Because I think yeah. the doctor gets a cut. Right, yeah, I think at some so point... He uh, has to write that script. Xanax and, and Percocet, it was like, well, the doctor has is getting paid to 
you know, send out a certain amount of prescriptions. Right. And I mean, there's also validity in it too, right? You, you don't want to just have a fucking average Joe walk into a, a pharmacy and be like, yo, I, I need Oxy or I need yeah. these heavy drugs. But yeah, in Thailand or, or Southeast Asia, rather, you pretty much can. <laughs> you just go in and... Yeah, I mean, I guess it, go, it speaks towards, uh, towards where, where we are with a fucked up like doctor like it's so weird right like you just walk into yeah I mean that's our vice here right uh pills and pharmaceuticals I th- yeah I think I would say like Percocet Roxy's are like a huge problem Xanax are a huge problem I don't problem. think it's that big abroad yeah yeah I don't know I, I don't they're dealing I know, with meth I know, yeah, <laughs> fuck, they have synthetic meth at that at that which I mean what is regular meth not synthetic Pure. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like the same I thing you were. Wonder what meth would be like. It's like the uh, same thing you were talking about with MDMA. Like it's cut with other bullshit. Yeah, yeah it's fucked up. Yeah. That's you can't even trust the drug dealers anymore, man. Who can you trust, right? <laughs> right. If you can't trust yeah. your fucking drug dealer, who can you trust? But aside from that, man. Kind of shifting over. I'm the type of traveler where sights are okay. For me, sights are just okay. Mm. Um. And that might be weird considering the fact that I'm like an amateur photographer and my Instagram's obviously curated to, to right. fit that. I travel for food. Makes I sense. literally travel for the food. If yeah. you have bomb food, which is hard, it's harder to find bad food than it is to find good food in Southeast Asia. But if you have good food, I relate more to that, to that culture that way as that opposed to going to like maybe a temple or like a tour right. oh yeah um, I have one rule that I have for every new country I go to I do my best to obviously do research and go to all the different restaurants and, and food stalls and street food carts that I can find but I always make it a habit to go to one spot that I maybe felt like I had a connection with um, maybe a, a cook or a server and I'll sure. constantly go to that place maybe every breakfast or every evening I'll go um, and I've found that they're just really <laughs> really happy to see you every time you go in sure. if you if you pick it right like uh, when I was in Taipei nobody speaks English in Taipei so it's kind of hard to to make friends over there mm. but I got a lot of joy of going to the same spot for for dumplings, mm. uh, steamed dumplings. Oh yeah, every you're telling me about those every morning. And this woman, like so every time she saw, dude, they were the best, man. They were so good. But every morning, I you know I'd walk and she would see me and like bright smile on her face. She knew exactly what I was gonna she order. Fuck and you too, bro. We, <laughs> nah, she's older, but hey, older ladies are horny sometimes. We, for sure. <laughs> We couldn't speak, we couldn't communicate, but we had that's that so that connection. That's, that's so weird. You know, she made delicious food, and I would eat it. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it, it's it's not always speaking the same language in order to have a relationship. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the the only <clears throat> things that really um, intrigues me about about traveling um, is is just like branching out to people that you wouldn't normally obviously you know you can meet whoever 
from anywhere in New York, but it's different when you're paying respects to someone's place that they're from. I think it's very cool, and I, I enjoy doing that, um, and and getting to know like uh, you know figuring out stuff about them. I think it's very cool. And, and showing your appreciation and, and them appreciating that um, is, is, is the nice feeling. That... Yeah, it's weird because sometimes there's, there's negative connotation to foreigners coming in mm. to these places and like taking over. Mm. Um, Gentrification. Yeah, in, in some facet, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's al- there always needs to be a balance, right? Because at the end of the day, we're also contributing to their economy. Um, we, we provide opportunity for them to continue to run businesses and maybe even expand and, and, and do that through tourism. Sure. Um, I think with places like Bali, sure, yeah, they kind of gotten taken over. Right. Um, but every place is different. There's this uh, there's this Netflix series called Street Food. I don't know if you've seen I, it. I've, it's come up like... It's like the first one. Whatever, Man, like if, you, if you want to kind of get a glimpse of what I was experiencing. My, my problem, the reason why I haven't watched it, to be honest. Makes you hungry? Yes, yeah, because <laughs> I've, I've been really dieting and, and, and being very good strictly on my diet. You've been killing and, it, by the way. Thank you. I'm 75 pounds. Fucking major. Insane. I was so fat. That's major. But um, the only time I really watch Netflix is like at night, like before bed. Right. So it's like... Baked. I don't want to fucking, <laughs> and I, I haven't even been smoking either because oh, okay. that's re- like that's really hard for me not to to eat shit, not shit, but you know what I'm saying. The temptations Crap. are there, um, especially when I'm high. So yeah. it's like I gotta watch this and like watch this show of delicious food, and I'm already kind of like going to bed kind of hungry a little bit, right? Um, which is like something that I think you know off track, but um, if you're you know, people, some people do different things differently. I think that one major thing, um, to get into this quickly, it's okay to go, it's okay to go to sleep a little hungry when you're, uh, trying to lose 50 pounds. It's, uh, people are like, oh, you, if you're, if you're hungry, you're not doing it right. Like, dude, you're going to be hungry. You need a calorie deficit. You can fast for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and I think waking up empty stomach exercising cardio fasted cardio cardio huge man has done wonders for for fat loss for hell me. yeah um but yeah that's why i watched it because i don't want to that's fair that's you know fair. it's not i mean not like uh yeah i'd have to like order something it would it, i would have to have to go out of my way but i don't even want the temptation um but i'll figure out a day i, I gotta watch it for sure watch it maybe post post meal yeah or when i have or or pre meal when I have good food there, so yeah. I can have. Or during. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, man. If you want a glimpse of kind of what a, a part of what I experienced, that that series definitely hits it on its mark, especially the first episode, which is uh, Thailand. Sure. Because they just feature uh, street food, and that's all I ate basically. Yeah, that's. I awesome. wouldn't really go to these restaurants and stuff because the street food there is, it's insane. Right. It's absolutely insane. That's what Vietnam as well street food and so my top three places are Thailand Vietnam and Bali mm. specifically in Bali Changu and I already spoke about that right. but Vietnam and Thailand mainly for 
mainly for the food. Right. You know, you have... Food is awesome. Thailand's the only southeastern country that was never colonized. Mm. So you, you, what you're getting is pure. You know, not so much influence from Europe or France or right. China. What you're getting there is pure Thai cuisine. And then you get Vietnam, which is heavily influenced by like France and China and European cultures right. to the point where they've kind of mixed it all together and they've created this amazing variety of dishes. Like, I don't know if you've ever had banh mi. I have not. It's a Vietnamese sandwich in a baguette. And obviously they got the baguette part from France. But it's like... It's the greatest drunken snack. So it's a steak sandwich, essentially? No, so... Okay, so I, I had two banh mi spots. I was in Hanoi, which is uh, the northern city. Mm-hmm. There's a spot called Ban Mi 45 and Ban Mi P. Ban Mi P was your drunken late night Ban Mi spot. Mm. Ban Mi 45 was your breakfast spot because it was the only spot that offered avocados. That's, that's so a I would get major. chicken. They had a bunch of, like, Ban Mi consists of, like, protein. Lettuce, carrots, um, all that other like good stuff, greens. And then this spot had an option of egg, avocado, nice. and then you know sweet and spicy sauce that you put on it. Oh my god, it's fucking dude! Oh, eggs oh are god. fucking awesome. <laughs> eggs, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking beautiful thing. I mean, just... and it's like it's such a great like grab and go. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a they're, they're incredible. Um, and then, um, I don't know if you're familiar, there was a Anthony Bourdain and Obama episode on Anthony Bourdain's... Uh, I, I, to be honest, I haven't watched like enough of Anthony Bourdain. Nor I. But this one was, was really popular just for the fact that he had Obama on the right. show. But they went to Vietnam and they went to Hanoi and they went to this spot that offered this dish called Bun Cha. Uh-huh. And I went there. Um, they 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 framed their seat where they stayed. Wow. Um, this spot only offers one dish. <laughs> their menu consists of one thing. That's kind of dope though, because it's like it's super dope. you know, obviously it's gonna be good, right? And and it's like words cannot describe. I I kind of like when when you like don't when they don't like you don't give you a choice. Like I'll, when I go to some places and it's like. Uh, like sushi places, I feel like do it a lot, and it's like the short, sh- like chef special, and they'll just give you like whatever, probably whatever they have most of, but, yeah. um, or whatever they they want, and I like that. I like, I like to kind of. Some people are totally not like that. Like, they don't like to be chosen for food wise. I'm not gonna try anything. Right. Pretty much, like man, I, I'd, I'd be pretty limitless. It. I feel like you love it, man. It was one of those dishes where. You kind of have to make it on your own. Mm. They kind of give you a broth with beef in it. Okay. And they give you dry uh, vermicelli noodles and then uh, lettuce. Sure. And then you kind of have to shred the lettuce, grab some vermicelli noodles, put it in, stir it up. Yeah, I also, I don't, I I like that kind of style too. Some people are like, some people are like, I mean, it's real. You you make the food for me. Right. I, I like to get involved. Real pinky up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's it, it may be a little primitive, but 
it was one of those dishes where you took the first bite and whoever you were with, you just kind of lifted your head up and you made eye contact with whoever was across from you. And you were like, oh, both shit. of you couldn't fathom the flavors that mm. were being exposed in your mouth. Like I, me talking about it, I have very, I have a very I'm difficult time <laughs> of describing it because it was that good. Wow, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, there's not enough adjectives to do it justice. Yeah, that's 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 got to be experiencing incredible food like that has got to be one of the best joys of, of life. It's like blowjobs and <laughs> good food. And there's plenty of plenty of that too man yeah it's like yeah ultimately i was very and still am very happy when i'm when i'm over there and you learn a lot about yourself as well i definitely spent a lot of as much as i love socializing mm-hmm. uh you're definitely forced to be comfortable being by yourself whether it be on an overnight 10 hour 11 hour train to the next city or just Maybe your friends that you've made friends with, they left. Right. Or you leave. You go to a new, yeah. new spot. So you have to be comfortable, too, with kind of being comfortable by yourself with your own company, which is yeah. hard. Dude, I, I've actually, um, the last, you know, four or five months, <coughs> I've been very limited on, like, going out and shit. And I spend up, I've spent a lot of more time by myself, with myself. And I've and I I had to get comfortable with that at first. It was like I would, you know, besides being at work, you know, not going out, had spending Friday and Saturday and Sunday evening just, you know, by myself a lot yeah. of time and just like chilling. Um, it's it's weird. It's like a new, it was new for me and there's, but I liked it. I, so what do you do? What are, what are some of the things that kind of keep you sane? Uh, I I. I like write shit down. I kind of, I write down shit that I want to talk about. Are you, are you a pencil and paper guy? Or are you? No, I, I, type I it on my phone. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I just because my handwriting is so shitty. I write like a doctor. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dude, yeah. My, my uh, receptionist always says, "You just should have been an Asian doctor." Like, so <laughs> Asian racist. She's not lying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I write a lot of shit, like, notes down, and then, like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, um, podcasts and, are everything. And then, like, I've even, like, I've written down, like, le- like song lyrics that I'm just never going to use, poetry kind of stuff that I'm never going to do anything with, but it's just, just something. Expression. Yeah, expression, exactly. Um, it doesn't necessarily, again, it doesn't even, it doesn't necessarily have to be for anyone. It's yeah. just for me. It's pretty cool. Uh, I, it's, uh, it's, it's growing. Yeah, man, anything creative, anything that that you can do that brings you enjoyment, you really got to hone in on, on those things because sitting in your hostel dorm on your phone, scrolling through social media is so cancerous. That's what I, I try to avoid that. It's, it's just like looking at Instagram. I find it really hard here now that I'm home. Yeah. You know, I find it that's, really hard. I, like... I try to either put on music, put on a podcast, and have my phone away from me. Yeah. Um, and then either, a lot of times I'll eat, also a lot of times when I do it, uh, I do like um, graphic design kind of stuff. You know, just like, you know, design like a shirt 
a yeah. t-shirt that I'm never going to do anything with, but it's just fun. like I, I enjoy it, so it's like it's cool. Um, do you read? I, I don't. I don't. I have trouble. That sounds terrible as I say it. I have I have trouble like reading a physical book, not actually reading. Yeah. The, the reading is in the part. It's like the the just holding on to a book and like concentrating on it is hard for me. You're not alone. I know there's a ton of people who are like yeah. that. Like um, I'll listen to an audio book and be just I'll just close my eyes and be able to concentrate dead on it. Okay. Um, but something had like I don't know if it's I don't think it's like a like a learning disability thing, but just oh, something right. about like trying to stay on track in a book is like I just can't like my mind starts racing to other shit like no man here's the thing that that schools and you know what education does is they kind of teach as if they're teaching students the same way Mm. and there's a lack of of awareness that there's and it's 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 known now It's, it's been known that there's different forms of learners right like I can't be talked to um, as much as I love podcasts, it'll go in one ear and out the other. Right. But I'm a visual learner. So I'll go on YouTube and I learn how to play the guitar that way and I'll learn how to do a whole bunch of other things There's that way. so much stuff on YouTube. Just... Yeah. So I know now that I'm a visual learner and basically all those fucking lectures I took in college, you just fucking throw it out the window. Right. Because I just didn't uh, yeah, obtain any of that I stuff. I agree with you. A hundred percent. But so it's just the type of learner that you are. So maybe you're just not someone who learns by reading. But yeah. Maybe through auditory. Yeah, auditory. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Even um, like manu- like instruction manuals. Um, I, I I like a lot of stuff for work. There's luckily a lot of videos. People always like technicians always doing shit and putting videos up on how to do reset this and how to do that. And uh, reading through the manual is like, all right, if I really have to do it, I can. But like, just not even I don't even have to look at it. I can listen to someone talk about what they're doing, and I can do it while, like, be go. in front of it doing it, and it takes up so much easier for me. I built a bench like that. I saw the bench. <laughs> it didn't look that the second one was dope. Yeah, the first one was a little. Well, listen, it's your first first time <laughs> doing building anything, really, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but the second one was legit. Yeah. Yeah. That one didn't have any screws or nails in it. It was what you how'd you put it together? It was like two you had two by fours. Yeah, yeah, and we we, we cut them up. And mm. We basically lined them up perpendicular, and then we drilled holes in them and just stuck. Uh, right. What are they? What's it called? Like uh, the, you had like wood rods, right? Yeah, wooden rods. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That that one was awesome. Yeah. It's it's cool to do shit like that, like. Yo, I love woodworking. I just don't have the the tools or the it's the means it's expensive it. to get into. Yeah, like detailed, de- like even uh, I had a Dremel that I uh, that I got one time, and I I was doing small things like I made uh, just like little, almost like coin shape. I had like a bunch of these wood pieces. Yeah, I don't even remember where I got them from, and I did like designs on them, and it was cool, but. Um, you know, the things only, the bit only lasts a certain amount of time and they're not cheap yeah. to fucking replace. So it was like, and Home Depot will fucking and what am I do, you. What am I doing with this? Like, I'm just, you know, I wasn't selling them or anything. So they were just like piling up. My two friends moved to El Paso and 
instead of buying furniture, um, she's she's building all of it. That's and she's doing a great job. But it was funny because I I went in and she was like, "Oh, can you help me build a bench?" And it turned out to be like, instead of helping her build a bench, she was just like. Yo, can you just build the bench? <laughs> and then I was like, kind of asking her. I was like, "All right, so should I, should I do this?" She's like, "Yeah, maybe." I'm like, what "Do you mean maybe?" Like, I thought she was like, "Yo, honestly, you probably know just as much as I do. Like, just, yeah, just kind of figure it out." And then once she said that, I was like, "Okay, I see." Just took my phone out, went on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Dude, you <laughs> just, just learn you can learn how to do anything now. Yeah, um, you just gotta be able to uh, physically do it, which is. Yeah. So, and have the tools to do it. Right, exactly, yeah. Cause with anything, you know, you need a saw. There's some people that shouldn't pick up saws also. True. If you're many, clumsy many or, people, yeah. You know, I know I know many people that shouldn't do it. And definitely live by the measure twice, maybe even thrice. Yes. Always cut dude, <laughs> the worst the worst thing is waste of material for because that's just yeah. you're defeating the whole purpose. At that point if you if you spend as much money as you could have just bought something, it's like, what the fuck do we do this for? You know, it's, it's all fun and games until you're fucking... <laughs> throwing out a whole tree. Throwing out, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it happens. But, yeah, definitely if you could prevent that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, dude, we've fucking been talking for, like, two hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's Yo, it flies. These podcasts, they fly, Yeah, man. facts, man. It's funny, because I'll listen to a podcast and... Usually Joe Rogan, they run for three hours, and yeah, it's crazy. I've always frequently you'll hear the 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 uh, um the guests they'll be like, "Holy shit, man, we've been talking for three hours." And me as a listener, I'll be like, "Yeah, it felt like three hours." But yeah. then now actually doing it, I get it. Yeah, it does I understand. It, yeah. yeah, you probably know even more. How yeah. long are your How long are your podcasts? Usually about an hour. Okay, see, it seems tight. Yeah, uh, I think it, I think there's a certain attention span that you have to to keep for people you know when I I'll listen to a three hour podcast because you know I, I like listening to podcasts that's true but when you're trying to build on other people it's like you gotta alright am I gonna catch them for 15 minutes or true. you know which is like and you listen to it in my yeah. eyes <laughs> alright well I mean we could wrap it up but I yeah, guess yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any I was gonna say any closing uh... I guess just if anyone's really looking because i i really found joy out of traveling not because it was glamorized on instagram but because i actually genuinely enjoy going to these places for specific reasons so you know if you're going to these places or if you're looking to travel just for shits and giggles for for the fact that you know you you're jealous of people online doing it maybe you might not get as much enjoyment out of it but if you really want to go in and and do it there's no better time than now to fucking do it, man. You could, you could find workaways. You can find online work. You could find uh, freelance jobs. There's so many different ways to make an income straight from your laptop. Right. More now than any other time in the world. And then, man, if you're getting paid in USD, that goes one. It it goes miles in uh, Southeast Asia just from the exchange alone. Um, so it's definitely doable, man. I mean, if you're if you're scared, sometimes you just gotta take take the plunge and try yeah, it. Don't be and if it doesn't work out, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you you move back and right, you yeah, just figure it out. Like you're not gonna be homeless. That's not, it's like, all right, look, if you have like your dream job right now and and 
Oh, by you all means. Like give that up. You know, uh, by all that's means. That's one thing. Yes, but if they, it's like you're working a fucking dead end a job. job that you can probably get again, yeah. and you've always been thinking about trying to do something like this, yeah, go for if, it. If you're young enough, this you have room to make mistakes. Of course, yeah. You know, and everything's a learning experience. I learned so much about myself, my capabilities, my strengths, my weaknesses, and just learning from other people. I met people who have been traveling for 10 years straight. I met people who only traveling for two weeks and I got something out of just talking to them and seeing their mindset. Right. You just see how other people think. I, we could kind of freaking go on a, on a tangent maybe next time I'm here, but yeah. one thing, it's scary how much people outside the U.S. know so much about the U.S. that I felt uncomfortable. Like, how yeah. do you know so much about politics, yeah. U.S. politics, more than me yeah. and I live there. You know, I heard like Australians are really like obsessed with our politics because they have like nothing going on over there. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I just generally speaking, like every person I met wanted to talk to me about, or I should say, a majority of people wanted to talk to me about U.S. politics, and I just felt very overwhelmed because I'm. It's just not something that I've done my due diligence on. Yeah, um, so you're interested, and then they just kind of like, "What do you mean? Like you don't yeah. know about X, Y, Z?" I'm like, "No, I, I why I do don't. you know about that?" But Australians are dope. They're the best people to fucking party with. I would, uh, I'd have to imagine they would be pretty fucking fun. They're, really they're party with many of them, but they're mad fun to party with. They're the best. They just want to get drunk and party. Like, one of the fucking most legendary guys ever was that that dude on. He's like one of the. One of the first viral videos when he had the had the fucking party. Project X? It was, yeah, what that was based on. It was a Project on. X. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you expect, man? It's just He's a group of people man. And he was bred like, from I'm not going to apologize for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> fucking awesome. Dude, that's, that's honestly, they just live their life in the moment. And as long as they have a beer in hand, they're just like the funnest, happiest people ever. But that's I guess awesome, that's what man. you get for being a civilization built on criminals right speaking of beers I want to get one right now cool man so that was the podcast with JR um, aka Jules I will definitely be having him back um, I wanted to cut it off there just to keep you guys attention a little bit um, we were definitely running long and we definitely will split it up into uh, more episodes Jules' Instagram is NomadicsNYC, and I will be posting his uh, stuff through through the uh, through my Instagram and the Wolf Talk Instagram. Um, but yeah, man, what, good, good, great kid, and we he will be back. So you'll hear more of his stories. Um, we could go on for hours, but I wanted to split it up into uh, keep you guys entertained in uh, sections. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back. Thank you.